Trigger warning, this episode includes themes of dieting, weight loss and calorie restriction. It wasn't just a diet, it was a drastic like reduction of food intake and cutting out of several food. And I remember like just having a massive hangry argument with my mum. And I remember sitting in the car and I remember I'd pulled over to sit by the foreshore and water and I was sitting there with my sh- my shake <laughs> or my cleanse drink and I was just crying. I was just in tears <laughs> and I was just hanging. I was just, I was just hangry. I was starving. You know, not all of it was terrible, but it's not, it's not what you need to do to get healthy. Hello and welcome to another episode of 99% Fad Free. I'm your host, Tara Leong, a nutritionist and despiser of fad diets. And today's episode is a real cracker. You are going to love it. It's all about Isogenics, wellness products that have exploded onto the health and fitness scene. I get asked every day, should I try Isogenics? Is it legit? Is it good for me? Will it work? Well, this episode has all of those answers for you. And I've been lucky enough to have a hardworking work placement student with me on this. Her name is Marlon. She's about to finish her bachelor degree in nutrition and has done a lot of the background research on this product for you, the listeners. Thank you so much, Tara. I am super excited to share all the information that I've found doing this research. So it's, it's really interesting. It's going to be really interesting to talk about. Yeah. In today's episode, we're going to cover the nutritional aspects of isogenics. What's in it? Is it good for us? Could we become deficient in anything if we rely on isogenics? We're also going to look at the marketing claims. Do they actually stack up? And the business model, because yes, isogenics is a business and this is actually a really important factor in whether you should try it or not. And we'll look at multi-level marketing schemes. And we also bring you real life stories from people who have tried and experienced the product. And these stories have some truly valuable lessons in there for us all. So settle in for an interesting deep dive into the world of Isogenics. Isogenics was founded in 2002 in Arizona, USA. Today, the company operate within 26 countries. Isogenics is a multi-level marketing company that sells dietary supplements and other personal care products. Isogenics believes everyone deserves a healthy, joyful and abundant life. On social media, you'll find bright and airy photos with smiling faces, testimonials and drastic before and after photos of people posing in bikinis and showing their drastic weight loss. You'll see captions with the photos such as, it's never too late to start the journey to feel better and pursue all your dreams. There's another one where there's a picture of a mum with a child and the caption says, oh my gosh, I just found the best mum juice of all time. The mum juice she's referring to is their energy drinks. 
that they claim will give you that energy boost when you're really tired at 2 p.m. I find this quite confusing actually because their supplement program, all of their shakes and all of, of their products claim to give you this amazing new life full of energy. So I'm not quite sure why they've also needed to come out with an energy drink. The company claims to provide evidence-based formulas to help you reach long-term sustainable goals. Their products are mainly aimed towards weight loss, but they also sell cleansing products, as in detox-style products, as well as products for athletic performance, vitality, and overall well-being. One of their most popular programs is the 30-day weight loss system, and this includes two out of three meals a day being replaced with meal replacement shakes. Erin used Isogenics before becoming a dietitian and she shared with us the initial appeal of the program. I was working as a PT, so this is long before I was a dietitian or a dietetic student. Um, I was working for myself as a PT down in Melbourne things and I'd never ever heard of any kind of network marketing before so I was just like completely mm. naive to oh this is this new thing um, mm. and so I jumped on board and thought this could be great I got all the products which cost a small fortune um, <laughs> and in hindsight now I just think oh my goodness I was taken for a ride um, but I did all the things and I tried to do the cleanse days and things and that just did I just did not enjoy those I really struggled with them and the responses to that was oh it's meant to be that way and you know there was lots of um I don't want to say cult-like but cult-like behavior um Mm. it was kind of that's how it is you're supposed to feel rubbish on a day and I kind of the marketing and the hype is very very strong um and in terms of just that that they put all the people who are doing well for lack of a better term on a bit of a pedestal We also spoke to Alana, and Alana's a personal trainer who got introduced to isogenics while working at the gym. Anything that you could do in a large commercial gym with a lot of competition to get an edge was important. And, you know, we had a lot of different strategies that we could do, and it's something that I was hoping would give me the edge. So I obviously tried it, started the program, and very, very quickly realised what I'd gotten myself into. (laughs) It was so low calorie. I think the shakes might have been only 220 calories each. Mm. You know, so you're thinking if you're having one full breakfast and then you're having, um, they had some allowed snacks. And I recall that we could do something like apples and a handful of nuts or something like that. You know, you're starting work at six o'clock in the morning and then you're up and you're about and you're moving and then you end up having your shake. And um, Mm -hmm. so I wasn't getting, I wasn't having that until I was getting into the car and I was driving there. And so that was Mm. convenient. But then Mm. I wasn't having anything until after I'd done, you know, maybe two or three training sessions in a row. And then I would have a break uh, and then I would maybe have a snack or not have a snack. And then I would have another shake. And then that's only 220 calories. And then I was meant to go through till dinner time. Oh, wow. And so how did you feel? What what did you experience on those days that you did try it? So because I was, this is, this is not a good thing, by the way, because I was dedicated mm-hmm. to following it through, I committed to it. I just mm-hmm. put up with however I felt. I just yes. put up with it. You know, it, yeah. 
I was doing it. I wanted to be able to sell it. And obviously, mm-hmm. by the time I got to the end of the program, there was no way I could ethically recommend it. But at that mm-hmm. point in time, the first week or two, I was, I'd made a commitment and I was one of those people that, you know, if I start something, I'm going to finish it. I paid the money. It was only 30 days. Mm. Um, mm. But I eventually did actually start to feel okay, which was the scary thing about it. Like my body did mm-hmm. adjust to the low amount of food um, yes. and I was able to actually just start to go about my day as I normally would, except for those cleanse days. The cleanse days were really the downfall of the whole program. As well as protein shakes and energy drinks, the Isogenic system also includes an ISA cleanse. They refer to this as intermittent fasting days where you basically consume no food and only their cleansing products. On a typical cleansing day, they recommend the use of seven different products that they claim will boost your metabolism, reduce stress, support the body's detoxification process, improve focus, as well as enhance mental and physical performance. But let's not forget, no food for one day and even up to three days. And you do this every two weeks. Erin is a dietitian and she was shocked at the advice in support forums that she joined while she was on isogenic, when people were struggling on cleanse days. And what when you say you felt rubbish, how how did you feel? Oh, so physically felt terrible because I wasn't eating for a day. I just, and um, so I felt really low and mentally foggy and anxious and stressed around that whole thing because I kind of, you know, I'm a person who loves food. So I just felt really physically crappy and mentally quite foggy and and not in in a good place. So I ended up kind of every time I, and I want to say tried to do a cleanse, um, I would break it in terms of I wasn't able to actually stick to it the whole time. Um, and there were people who were going, oh, you should do it for 48 hours. And here I was after eight hours going, just give me a steak. Um, and and they, when, when you when you couldn't stick with that cleanse day, understandably, how did yeah. that make you feel? Well, it made me feel like I was failing because they put you in a support group on social media and those sorts of things and everyone's like, oh, it's great, stick with it, you'll be fine, this and that. And there was no real hearing of the concerns that I had um you know Mm. kind of going from a background of going well you know I've had anxiety and things like that before and Mm. what how does this affect people who have eating disorders and Mm. so that's where my brain went and so basically it was just really just just try next time just try next time just keep trying just keep trying just keep trying um and unfortunately I fell for it and kept going um, and ended up sort of encouraging people I knew to try it. And now I kind of, I've actually apologized to some of those people <laughs> going, I'm Have sorry. You? Yeah. You know, cause mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think I did the right thing. Um, and you know, it's even in, to me, I find it quite embarrassing because now as a health professional, I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is terrible. There's extremely little evidence to actually support any of the claims that isogenics make about these cleanse days. There's studies that hint of a potential benefit of some of the ingredients used in these products are studies that have been looking at consuming a really high amount on a daily basis. The issue here is that isogenics don't actually reveal how much of these special fancy ingredients are actually even in their product. What they do is they use what's referred to as a proprietary blend a little bit like the KFC flavour. They're combinations of ingredients used only by them. It's a secret recipe, if you wish. 
and they don't have to tell you how much of anything is in there and it doesn't have to be on a label. So we actually don't know the amount of ingredients used in these cleanse products. The proprietary secret blend might actually contain the special ingredient that they say will do something for us, but in what dose, it's a complete mystery. When Marlin actually looked into this proprietary blend and having a guess at the maximum amount of wolfberry in their product, it looks to us to be about half the dose at which there's been found to be any benefit in the studies that they provide. Remember, just because something contains an ingredient that does something, it's all in the dosage that matters and determines whether it will actually do anything at all. For example, if you take 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, it may decrease the duration and severity of a cold. But if you take only 100 grams of milligrams of vitamin C, it likely won't do anything. And get this, if you decide to buy all the seven products recommended for these cleanse days, you'll pay a total of $380 for the month. That's actually 54 Australian dollars per cleansing day. $54 is a lot of money for products with no scientific evidence to support the benefits of them and also we have no idea how much product is actually even in there. Here's Alana sharing how she felt on those cleanse days. I didn't follow the whole program through because it was too many days of not eating food consecutively. I think it was three from memory. I think it was a th- three, three days, no food. I think it was. Wow. I think you did that at certain time points in the 30 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember, I, I remember this one time, I think was still living at home at that point. Um, I mm-hmm. split up with my boyfriend previously, I'd been with for a very long time and I'd moved back home very briefly. And I remember like just having a massive hangry argument with my mum. And I remember mm. sitting in the car and I remember I'd pulled over to sit by the foreshore and yeah. and I was sitting there with my <laughs> my shake. <laughs> or my clean streak and I was just crying I was just in tears <laughs> and I was, oh, just really? I was just I was just hangry I was starving <laughs> yeah your body was just crying out for, for yeah. food and your brain was crying out for food if I just need your emotions I just wanted some yeah. I just wanted a piece of toast or a roll or something Harriet also tried isogenics and she quickly became their poster child for success after losing 60 to 70 kilos using their program I should note, however, she did go on to regain that weight and it should be noted that that's through no fault of her own. She shared her experience with the cleanse. I don't remember feeling particularly like I was being restricted too much. Like I quite liked it. I liked the control of it. I liked the fact that I had success on it. But I guess it all kind of came unstuck when I started to try to put some other things in my life like exercise because it's just simply not sustainable at that level of caloric intake. Um, and I even actually liked the cleansing process. You know, I used to do the 60-hour, two-day straight cleanse and I quite liked it. I just, you know, it didn't, you, you kind of get into a rhythm of it and you don't really feel hungry, um, but it's kind of bonkers. 
I mean, when you look back yeah, now, exactly. I, I would never do that again, basically. Yeah, no, so they recommended one or two days of uh, fasting. Yeah, so they even week, they so. recommend normally one, at least one day a week that you do a full day fast. Or I think the preferred method that they quietly sell is that this idea of a double cleanse so that you do it for two days out of every 14. Um, and that's the way that I did it because basically I found that relatively easy and it gave me quicker results, right, because you plummet on yeah, the scale after yeah. that. The first, uh, the first um, 14 days that I was on the program, I looked sit on the scale and I was 12 and a half kilos lighter. So you could imagine how I was like, oh, this is like magic. Yeah. I found the mothership like, and it's pretty easy. Usually cleanses contain some type of laxative to make you go to the toilet. This is one of the ways that companies can claim that their products helped you to lose weight. Isogenics, though, claim to have no harsh laxatives in their Isoflush product. However, they do contain magnesium when we looked at the ingredients list. One of the products that they recommend using when doing the Isogenic system is their Isoflush, and it actually promotes regular toilet visits without the use of harsh laxatives is what they say. Now, I don't know what a harsh laxative is compared to a gentle laxative. This is what Isogenic says about Isoflush on their website. Isoflush is not a laxative and does not contain any harsh stimulant ingredients. It's formulated to help support digestive balance and promote intestinal comfort naturally. I laugh at that statement. So let's look at the main ingredient in the isoflush. Well, it's magnesium. And yes, magnesium is an essential mineral and it's really good for us, but it also has laxative effects. It makes us go to the to toilet and it, it is often used as the primary ingredient in many laxative products. The upper level of magnesium intake recommended in Australia for a supplement is about 350 milligrams per day for adults. This is the highest average daily nutrient intake level, likely to pose no adverse health effects to almost all people in the general population. The dose of magnesium in Isogenics's Isoflush is 210 milligrams, and this is from magnesium oxide because there's all different types of magnesium. So in Isogenics Isoflush, we have 210 milligrams, and the upper level that's suggested is 350 milligrams. So remember those numbers. Isogenics even promote the consumption of up to two capsules of their Isoflush product per day. So that is actually pushing the dose up to 420 milligrams, which is well above that proposed upper level that we should be having. Very large doses of magnesium can have some quite serious side effects such as nausea and vomiting, depression, difficulty breathing, irregular heartbeat and much more. But because it has a laxative effect, not all of the magnesium consumed is usually absorbed. But if you're having this amount of magnesium from the Isoflush products, you will definitely be having frequent toilet visits. There was a study that found 11% of people in the study reported having diarrhea after consuming about 500 milligrams of dimagnesium malate. So that's another form of magnesium. 
And that form of magnesium is the gentlest form of magnesium compared to magnesium oxide, which is what is in the Isoflush product. The issue I have with these cleanse days and these products is that we don't need to be getting rid of toxins from our body. Your body naturally gets rid of real toxins that can cause harm on a daily basis without any external support from products such as this, unless you have a serious medical condition. In that case, you'd be in hospital. You don't need cleansing products to support your body's detoxification system. And I have to remind you that these cleanse days are where you are having to go a whole day, maybe two, without any food at all. So that means no going and visiting friends, no going to special parties or anything like that. And that is what really, really concerns me. You don't realise and when you just go, I'm going to go on a diet, all these these yeah. things that will will follow on from that and yes. um, the consequences that going on a, a, a diet. And it wasn't just a diet. It was a drastic like reduction of food intake and cutting out of several foods. So it wasn't something yes. that was, um, you know, conducive with family time and family meals and going out with friends. And because, you know, I had a friend um, who was doing it at the gym, you know, we would just sit there and have our shake for lunch. Like that was one thing, but (laughs) (laughs) you you couldn't certainly go and enjoy brunch with other friends or anything like that. And personal training at that time, like it probably still is a very brunch heavy um, Mm. profession. You know, you often work very early in the morning and then you just um, do your work and then you might have your first meal of the day around 9 30 or 10 o'clock and like it was quite social mm. to all go and local cafe and sit uh, we have mm. a cafe inside the gym as well and sit and just just have your coffee and your shake was a bit sad to be honest so I think on those cleanse days I ended up having a I actually remember this quite quite clearly <laughs> it was a compromise at the time um in the home was for me to still eat something as a meal because my mother just couldn't hack looking at me just having a liquid on those mm. cleanse days um and I had a bag of spinach, so I'll just get a bag of baby spinach, green spinach, chopped tomatoes, carrots, and I think I put a little bit of olive oil and vinegar on it, and a balsamic vinegar mix, and that was it. That was a meal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, dear. Greens. And that was the, the the one meal you were allowed. Well, on cleanse days, you weren't supposed to eat at all. It was meant oh. to be just a cleanse, so you're just having oh. your liquid. Um and the other nights I had my normal family meal um, and mm-hmm. uh, I replaced all other food for the day. And, like, as I said, I got addicted to it. So I did have that personality mm-hmm. type back then and I, you know, still challenge every now and then to break the, you know, diet mentality. And, you know, I was committed. So I was like, I'm definitely not eating anything else. Like I'm definitely just yes. doing the shakes. And I did feel the f- – because obviously when you don't eat, what happens to your stomach? It gets flat, doesn't it, because there's no yes. food in there to fill it's it. It's got no food. <laughs> So, you know, back then, like I was very heavily immersed into that diet culture belief of like you have to be flat, flat, flat. And like, you know, mm. you, once you fill it up with fibre and nice food and everything, like I'm so mm. tiny, like I'm only very petite and my stomach would bulge immediately. Like it was always one of those yes. things and I feel like I'm going to work and I've got my food baby, you know, I've got my food belly. Yes. I'm wearing very tight fitness clothing and everyone can see your stomach. So that flatness yes. of not having any food in there, but still feeling yes. full because the shake had so many emulsifiers and it's like, wow, this looks great. I look great. So like I did get very much, you know, into those negative thought patterns of 
yes. unhealthy things that came with the nature of not eating anything, sadly. One of the things I was really interested in was looking at the evidence that isogenics use to support their product. On the website, you'll find links to lots of studies. They've, they've published lots of articles to show how wonderful their product is and what it does. They make claims that their product can do a load of different things. They cleverly provide links to studies to show their product works. And on the outside, if you hadn't studied science or you didn't know how to evaluate studies, this would actually look really legit. So what did we find when we went and actually looked at all of those studies? Well, one of the first discoveries when looking at the research on isogenics was that all studies done on isogenics were funded by isogenics themselves. Now, this is really... Uh, the first giveaway as to how credible their supposed research is. If a company are funding the study, then of course that there's go- there's going to be bias there. Of course they are going to want the study to show that their product does something, and therefore likely that the researchers may manipulate the results to show that their product has an effect. Most of their studies do not look at Isogenics' product as an independent variable, which means most of their studies are actually looking just simply at calorie restriction and intermittent fasting, and then they link that to their product. The studies conducted are not terrible, but the issue that needs to be discussed is the way that Isogenics uses these studies to promote their product. They totally cherry-pick the findings. Any findings that don't show significant differences between the groups that consume their product and then the group that doesn't consume their product. If it has shown that the people taking their product don't get a greater benefit, they just completely leave those studies out and don't mention them. They also take the findings from the studies out of context completely. So, for example... Studies supporting the effectiveness of calorie restrictive diet and intermittent fasting in weight loss are used to promote their meal replacements. And so they are saying, they claim that their system will help you to lose weight. But then they link it to a study that just shows that it was people that were eating less and had reduced calories and they lost weight. Now, on the Isogenics program, you do have a calorie restricted diet and this is part of the reason why it works but this is really unethical for a company to use as evidence that their product works studies that don't even use their product and weren't even using meal replacement shakes at all and this isn't the worst part they even use studies that are completely unrelated to their product or the does not support the use of their product, to promote their product. So they will make a claim that their product helps to reduce X and then they will have a link to a study. But when you actually go and read that study, the study is actually nothing to do with what they have claimed at all. In other words, they're just putting links to studies in there to look credible, but they are just 
trying to pull the wool over our eyes. I'll give you another example. They promote consuming their bedtime belly buster product before bed, which is a whey protein powder. And they recommend that you have this with their greens powder and the combination of these two will reduce your hunger in the morning. Now, I've got my own issues like with that. Hunger is a natural thing that is such a blessing for us all to have and we should honour and listen to our hunger. So to actually try and squash that to me is already a red flag, but I digress. To support this claim to use their products, they weirdly referenced a study that found no increase in feeling full or a decrease in hunger level following the consumption of whey protein. So they've used a study to say that their bedtime belly buster helps you feel more full and not wake up hungry. They've given a link to the study, but that study found that it didn't do that at all. They've also shown evidence that you should use this belly blaster to help you feel full by linking to a study where women were fed different types of protein shakes prior to bed. They weren't isogenic shakes. Now, it was the group who had a shake using predominantly casein, which is a type of protein, not whey protein, which is what is in the isogenic shake. It's these people who actually had the casein shake who actually felt more full in the morning. These are two types of different proteins. Yet isogenics are using this one study, using a completely different protein to what's actually in their shake as proof that their shakes work. And get this, they also use proof of why you should take their belly blaster by showing a study that found having a small amount of protein before bed can help you feel more full. But one thing they don't mention, and this is actually really important, that the study also found that people who ate a small amount of carbohydrate also felt more full too. But they sneakily, they leave that out and off the website, don't they? The Belly Blaster program also highly suggests you need to take it with their fancy greens powder but they provide no reference or indication why you should have the greens powder with it at all. So you're basically being made to buy something just for the sake of it because it sounds fancy. So a question I get asked a lot is, are the Isogenics products better than other products out there on the market? When you look at a meal replacement shake, such as an isogenics shake, compare that to your average Optifast meal replacement shake, which you can buy anywhere in Australia. It has about the same amount of calories. Optifast has actually got four grams more protein per serve. It's got about the same amount of fat. Optifast have significantly lower sugar content at about two grams versus 10 grams for isogenics. It's got about the same amount of calcium. Optifast is just slightly higher. And other than this, the meal replacement shakes are fairly similar. Isogenics has a little bit more fiber. When we look at their protein shakes, they're no better nutritionally than any other shake on the market. 
when looking at the content of their whey protein powder and comparing it to other whey protein powders on the market, you could say it's pretty much identical to any other shake. Let's link back to the science here that Isogenics show. Isogenics used a study looking at the effects of different protein intake and they used this to promote their whey protein powder and say that their whey protein powder is wonderful and does stuff. The study found that the group consuming a higher protein intake had a higher increase in core and upper body muscular endurance, as well as an upper and lower body muscular power. That makes sense because protein will help to do all of those things. However, what isogenics don't tell us is when you go and look at that study, the same thing, the same outcomes were actually found when they assigned a group consuming a lower protein intake so that it had the same effect on whether people were having the high protein or the low protein intake. But of course, isogenics use this study to show that their protein powder builds muscle, will make you have more muscular endurance and muscular power. This is really, really unethical. Alana shares with us the moment when she realised she just had to stop the isogenics program. The only point in time when I realised that the whole the whole thing was nutritionally dreadful was um, I was standing in the personal training office with my other friend who was doing the program, and she and I were chatting, and I was shaking my my, my protein shake, you know, the protein shaker containers that have yes. um, the ball inside. And I was shaking my shake and the lid came off and the whole thing just splodged straight onto the carpet. So you're like, yeah, okay, spilt milk, not a big deal. <laughs> so the cleaner comes in and call the cleaner and the cleaner comes in and cleans it up straight away. And then it's, a, it's still got like a bit of a sludgy stain there. And anyway, about an hour later, like we come back into that office and it, the whole thing just smells like rotten eggs. <laughs> the whole office smells like rotten eggs. Oh. And it just stank. And so the cleaner come back in and try and clean it again. And this went on for a couple of days. It's like, I really don't know what else to do. And the whole thing, like it just two or three days went past. The whole office just reeked of this shape. Two or three days. Shape. Yep. You could not get the smell out. And so um, the cleaner at the time, the maintenance guy, he ended up cutting the part of the carpet out. <laughs> so if you ever go into that office, if that office has never been renovated and you see this um blue carpet and you see a pink square in the middle of the room that is from my isogenic shake it was so thick I guess it was so so thick to remove look I think that was part of it is that it had so many emulsifiers in it that the reason I was getting Mm. satisfied and full from it not because it had good nutritional quality but because it had so much thickening in it that it would fill your stomach I asked Marlin to determine whether people could become deficient in any nutrients when following isogenics When we looked at calcium, which is really important for our bones, it actually makes me laugh. They actually recommend on their website that consumers can certainly get enough calcium if they also take their Ageless Essentials Daily Pack, which is, of course, another cost. So yes, you can reach your calcium requirements if you're on isogenics each day, as long as you buy this extra fancy calcium supplement. The really worrying thing for me about the iron content of isogenics is it's extremely low. 
So per shake, it has one milligram of iron in total. This is a problem because women aged 19 to 50 years old in Australia require 18 milligrams per day. So there's no doubt that consuming isogenics long-term could potentially cause an iron deficiency anemia. And so what you might say, well, iron is just so important for us. A deficiency can really make you feel truly rubbish. It can have pretty severe consequences over a long period of time, such as decreased work capacity. You just become forgetful. You haven't got the energy to get up early in the morning and exercise. You um, start forgetting things. It also can impair your immunity because iron is very important for your immune system and so much more. An iron deficiency during pregnancy is particularly concerning and it can lead to several adverse pregnancy outcomes. So please don't take these shakes while pregnant. One of the things that's lacking in these shakes is healthy omega-3 fats. The isogenic system promotes a very low-fat diet and the meal replacement shakes provide absolutely no omega-3s, which are very important for our brain and our heart health. And you'll have to go and have a listen to the Mediterranean diet episode that I've just published with Dr. Anthony Villani that explains the benefits of those. So why do so many people claim the isogenic system works? Harriet tried isogenics and quickly became their poster child for success. And she shares her experience with why she thinks it worked. So I kind of started a bit blindly into the program and um, it really kicked off because a colleague of mine at work had been trying to lose weight. Um, and so I basically signed up with a bunch of other colleagues to support her um, to try to basically try and lose some weight. Obviously, I needed to lose some weight. I was really overweight and I have been for some time. Um, but I was kind of at the point where I didn't really know what else to do. Um, I'd been up and down, et cetera, et cetera, done a lot of restricting things. Um, so I just thought, oh, well, this is you know another one to try kind of thing. Um, so we all sign up together and because when they sign you up for this kind of a program, you sign up pretty much for the 30-day, I think it's called a cleanse yeah. program. So I just signed up for that pretty yeah. blindly. I didn't know what was in it particularly. I knew it was there to support weight loss. It had meal replacement shakes enough to last for the 30 days. Um, it had a whole bunch of vitamins um, and supplements that I, I still to this day don't know really what was in it, um, including a horrible drink called Ionix, which you took every morning. Um, and then it also had a couple of canisters of like a cleanse powder. Uh, again, I don't really know what was in it. Um, and then a couple of like milk, like they were sort of like snacky bars that you could use for the snacks throughout the day and also a blender so that you could blend your meal replacement shakes. <laughs> I think I one time yeah. calculated I probably spent somewhere in the region of $10,000 on products oh, wow. over the course of my time with the company. And that's a, that's a massive amount of money. <laughs> I mean, pretty honestly, I, I did feel pretty good pretty quickly on them. But now that I look back, that's because I was an extremely overweight person. Um, and what I was doing was quickly losing some kilos. And I also was drinking a lot more water. So in that sense, you're going to feel okay. And I also was particularly sedentary at the time because not only was I overweight, but I also had a very busy and overwhelming job. So I spent a lot of time at my desk, you know, and I was regularly eating probably 900 to 1100 calories throughout that entire year, which is quite low, but I don't remember feeling particularly like I was being restricted too much. Like I quite liked it. I liked the control of it. I liked the fact that I had success on it. 
Um, yeah. But I guess it all came, kind of came unstuck when I started to try to put some other things in my life like exercise because it's just simply not sustainable at that level of caloric intake. I guess I was not part of the real kind of team Kool-Aid about the entire company. And and that's partly, I mean, probably more than the products. That's what made me move away from Isogenics ultimately was just the company and the culture and the fact that I was actually feeding into this sort of bit weird business where they only really promoted yeah. the pretty people and those who made the money. So, you know, there wasn't really an avenue. While, you know, I got celebrated and I'm using air quotation marks, you can't see me, but I am, um, for losing 100 pounds and I'm sitting on some yeah. wall of fame somewhere. It was actually meaningless because all that was was a banner for them yeah. to pull out at their marketing things. And then they would exactly. pull people across the stage. Great. Like it's just not, it's not like, wow, that's great how much you've improved your health. I never went to any of their big events or anything. Um, just because, well, first of all, I just felt awkward about it because I honestly didn't feel like I was pretty enough or worthy enough to actually front up because the image that they present is like, this is unachievable persona or this is, and I wasn't that, even though I was doing kind of remarkable things for my body, I wasn't that. And I just didn't feel like I had a place there. And that's really sad because part of you, you know, any weightless journey is you need to find a real community and a a team that support you. And, And, you know, they have this, you know, weight loss competition you know they give massive cash prize to people who do really well it never goes to people who've lost 150 pounds it goes to the person who looks the best so it's kind of like this you know it's not really it's disingenuous to say it's about health and wellness because it's not it's about the bottom line and and that sort of over time even though I didn't I'm not about you know the whole idea of detoxing and cleansing because we've got organs that do that like um and then I went to one session where they were teaching people how to sell it and it just made me angry so I kind of knew at that point (laughs) that I was supporting something I didn't really like, but I yeah. quite liked the products. So it was it became a sort of really big battle for me. Um, and ultimately, exactly. it's much better not being involved in that. Yeah. I think one of the reasons why it appears that these products works is also because they use weight loss as their indication of efficacy or effectiveness. And they do this with lots of before and after photos. And we have to try and remember that physical appearance does not equal health. Long-term, following this system could have negative health outcomes, both physically and mentally. Why it actually works is because the people who follow this are in a calorie deficit. They're living on very, very few calories. We have to also remember there's no long-term studies that show whether people regain weight after even stopping isogenics, which I predict would happen. There's no long-term studies to show how long people keep the weight off either. And Harriet shares with us how people very quickly just disappeared. The interesting thing for me was I was sort of, watching all the big high flyers and they would just disappear. And for a while I was a part of a Facebook group for the um, everyone who'd lost a hundred pounds. And it was just interesting watching everyone's journey on that group because it it became pretty clear that it was not sustainable. And I'm somebody who put most all of that weight back on. So I'm I'm a part of that picture. Um, But it became very clear that this wasn't something that was going to give you sustained wellness. And it wasn't just even the overweight people, you know, there were the big high flyers who had the dream life and were traveling all over the world and doing all these things and providing all this nonsense, um, nutritional advice. And they all ended up fading away too. So it's, it's, it is sort of a bit of an ugly thing. Like I don't think it works for really anybody ultimately. 
Studies have shown time and time again, it's relatively easy for people to actually lose weight short term following any type of diet. However, 95% of people who do follow a diet such as this will gain weight back over the next two to five years. And research shows that they actually even regain more weight than when they started. On the other hand, Erin shares a different story. I didn't really need to lose any weight. I, in my head at the time, because I was younger and, you know, was thinking I needed to look a certain way, um, I thought, oh, I could do with losing five kilos. I know now I didn't need to. And so they're showing all these people losing, you know, 20, 30, 40 kilos. Wow. I'm like, well, surely I could lose five kegs. That'll be fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And I didn't lose a single kilo. Oh, didn't you? Not one. Um, And I know now that's because... You know, I was a very, very active person. I was training people. I was training myself. I was running fitness classes in which I'm also exercising and I was working in a full-time job. So (laughs) I was very, very busy. So obviously my body didn't want to lose any weight because it needed it for protection. I I needed it it for energy and those sorts of things. And now looking back and understanding the science of it all, that makes a lot of sense. But for me, I was like, well, I don't feel more clarity. I don't see any weight loss. But, you know, it was still very much, oh, but, you you know, this is happening and that's happening. And there was all these conversations and people kind of hyping it up to be much better than it was. So we've looked at the nutritional side of isogenics. Let's have a look at the business model. The company claims to be a vehicle on the road to financial freedom, but is it all just empty promises? Well, the company follows a multi-level marketing business model. We'll refer to that from now on as an MLM. The problem with MLMs is that 99% of people within an MLM don't make any money at all, and worse, they actually lose money. MLM is a distribution model companies use to sell their products. They don't need a shop, they use people. They recruit sales representatives to distribute and sell the products. The multi-level aspect refers to each person's ability to recruit and train other reps to start their own business. The way that you earn money in an MLM is is from the commission earned on your sales and also a percentage of the sales earned by other reps recruited by you who are now under you. So the more people you can sign up and get selling, the more money you will make. I mean, I think the other question always is, is did you sell it? And I, and I didn't. I, I didn't. Yeah. I never actively. I mean, I referred probably five to six people throughout the entire time I was on it. Um, and that really only came about because the only way that you could give it to other people was to sell it. Um, or because it's it's very expensive to buy it without signing up to the entire experience, right? Normally, I think it's more like double the price if you buy it at the called. Yeah, if you're not having that membership. Yeah. The company also claims a compensation a compensation plan to provide substantial income earning potential, but this really is a lie. In fact, Isogenics's earning disclosure statement from 2007 up until 2019, show that most people joining Isogenics barely make a profit. And this isn't hidden statistics. If you do a simple Google search, you will find Isogenics' earning disclosure published by the company themselves. 
And these earning disclosure statements do not take into consideration the money that people actually spent having to buy the products. In other words, most people who take part in this MLM business end up losing money. And this is seen in practically all MLM businesses out there. And the worst part of this whole MLM scheme, well, people are promoting products that they know nothing about, really. They're getting taught by Isogenics how to sell Isogenics. They don't have nutrition qualifications. I asked Alana if she had seen anyone actually make money while she was immersed in the Isogenics culture. No one ended up making any money and they all ended up like anyone who was doing something like that. It was never a long-term thing. Like they might have been able to get a couple clients on it, but because the programs are so restrictive, I think what they almost rely on is people getting those results initially in the 30 days. Then they tell everybody about it and then, yeah, people jump on that bandwagon and go, oh, I want this for myself. But then... They can just keep doing that over and over and over. And if these companies have a big enough reach, then that's how they can make their money. Erin also spoke about the earning potential of the business. Did you see people make money in that, make money above what they were spending? Oh, yes. Yes. But they weren't people in the same level as me. They were people who were in the, what they call the upline. Um, I saw people move from rural towns to you know, fancy houses Mm. pretty quickly. Um, Mm. I don't know if that was sustainable. I don't know where those people are now. Mm. Um, But I saw, I did see people make a lot, a lot of money, but I I don't honestly know how they did it. They must've had some really solid marketing skills. And strong people under them. Yeah. And I I think that's the thing. And they were all people who had been in there for a while. So I think um, Ah. just like most pyramid things the people at the top make the money um did you ever hear of anybody who hadn't had any success no of course Mm. not and you know that and they take you away on they do all these things of oh you know join my team and you can come to this thing and it'll be a big fun event and this and that um and I ended up and I'm not going to say I'm complaining about it I ended up with a free trip to Bali uh, I don't. I don't know how I did it, but the person oh. that you, the person that introduced me, they do it as a team event thing. Um, oh, yeah. and she put me on her team and somehow made it so that I earned enough points to go with her. Oh. Um, um, it was very clear who the favourites were at times, and if you were doing well, you were in favour, and if you were oh. struggling, that was it. Does that make sense? So, oh. And it was that kind of that was the kind of culture that I sort of saw um yeah so you felt you had to do well to be able to fit in yeah absolutely and and if you were struggling it was just like I'll just keep trying so there wasn't any it wasn't real support it was just people going you can do it and I so I think it's it's one of those things the multi-level marketing things they do rely on being a new thing on the market and staying Mm. and, and they don't I think they go through cycles you know this new thing does well for this long and then people jump across to different companies like yeah. there was, I saw lots of people who had done that as well. They were company hopping essentially. Starting with Isogenics or what have you and then going to off to the Or they had experience thing. elsewhere and then went to Isogenics and then moved to a different thing or things oh. like that. Yeah, yes. so I found that quite interesting as well. So, yeah. And yeah. I think that's what they don't tell new people, that a lot of the people that are doing well have a background in business and marketing or have a background in having done this sort of thing before or mm. they have a skill set that allows them to do it. They give you what they call a script. And what was in the script? And this would be to try and recruit people? 
Yeah, so it'd be like you'd have to find a, a, a reason. You'd have to find, that was what they used to say, find your why. Why are you doing this? What's your reason for wanting to be involved? Um, mm. And then find their why and make it connected and that sort of thing. Oh. Ah, and then a lot of it was just about social connection. A lot of it was just you know have common ground with the person, and and then mm-hmm. um, if they've got this problem, then you say, well, it happened to me too, or I know someone who did that, or put them on a call with someone else so that they do these these calls where someone who was experienced would get on with you and talk them into it. Essentially, um, I think mm-hmm. I did that once, and I never wanted to do that again because it felt uncomfortable and and awkward and just not my thing. Now, one of the biggest issues I have is the impact that this isogenic system has on people's social and mental health. Here's Harriet. And when I was doing it really hardcore for that year, it was definitely affected. I mean, I remember going yeah. to family birthday parties on a cleanse day and just not eating. Like I would just drink my drink and sit and talk and it was fine because, you know, at the time in my mind, I was like, I'm doing this for a reason, it's working, I don't want to break it. And it was very much an all or nothing mentality. And um, I guess that's the yeah. biggest thing that I've learned post-isogenics is that you just cannot live with an all or nothing mentality. You have to be able to be flexible. You have to live your yeah. life. And I probably at least a couple of birthday parties with my family and friends and things that I just didn't eat. Um, no, so you didn't really have a social life because, I mean, there is very little you can do to go out and eat only 400 calories. Like that's your only yeah. meal of the day. Other than that, I was eating two shakes and bars. So it wasn't like I had a food-based social life. And that's part of what living well is, right? You need to be able to go out and eat socially and enjoy yourself and enjoy the taste of food. And I missed that. Like I didn't cook for a year. And I don't want to be 100% negative about it because partly, you know, I, I said to you, I like the shakes. I really did like them. Like I thought they were good. I would probably eat them if I was still doing that. But I've also learned that you don't need to do that. And, and why would you put yourself through it and the expense of it? Um, yeah. if you don't need to, particularly if you're not going to sell it. I mean, as soon as you're not selling it, they're not interested in you. They just want to bank the money and move on with their lives, basically. I would spend at least 12 months at 500 bucks, so there's six grand right there. Alana also shares a very helpful story about how it impacted her relationship with her mother when she was spending a period of time living back home with her parents. You'll be sitting at the dinner table while your family are eating a roast dinner and you're there with your shake, you know. <laughs> Look, I remember it caused quite a lot of problems at home um, and that did stick out to me. Um, Mum always had her ideas about what I should eat versus my ideas and, mm-hmm. um, in you know, as an adult now of 36, like there's nothing that my mother was really doing wrong back then anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, a teenager thinks that they know everything um, and then growing up was quite challenging. And then in my 20s, you know, I'm bringing home this shake to sit there mm-hmm. and it was bad enough at the yeah. time. But then, God, the arguments that it caused just, you know, trying to justify to a, a grown adult why I'm just sitting down to a liquid at dinner time mm. when she, she, you know, then it became personal. You know, she was like, well, what's wrong with my food? Are you trying to tell me that the food that I'm cooking is not healthy? Are you trying to tell me that what I've been doing for 50 years is not healthy? You know, and it just caused a whole rift within the family. And I think I might've been 26 or something at the time. And I was back home for that brief amount of time. And it just, the whole thing was more trouble than it, than it was worth. Frighteningly, Erin shares what she witnessed when people were on isogenics in terms of the way that they see their body. People come out of it with issues around their eating behaviours and their own self-worth and their body dysmorphia, all sorts of things. My friend and I laugh about this now. She goes, oh, my God, the number of times I saw someone say, I'm hungry, and then someone would go, have a glass of water. 
She's like, that's not a solution. It's not um, a solution to hunger, is it? No. So, they were, so they were almost making hunger as a as the enemy and as a problem. Yeah, that's right. You know, and and also, you know, if you're hungry, that's your fault. The number of clients I see now that have tried it and failed and feel like they're failed because that's how it makes you feel. If you don't do, if you don't get the results on it, it's not the product; it's the person. That's the attitude. You haven't tried hard enough. You didn't try hard enough. You didn't do the right thing. There was something you didn't do. And I really love to reiterate this, that if you have followed a a diet such as this or even followed isogenics and you did fall off the bandwagon, as they say, I would really love for you to know that it is not your fault. It wasn't that you weren't strong enough, but it is the system this system that is designed to make money, not necessarily look after you. Misleading marketing is seen all over social media today and it's easy to be lurked into believing that there is anything out there that will magically result in optimal well-being and be everything you've ever dreamed of. But this is the lie that isogenics tell us, like many other MLM companies. The truth is you don't need to go to extremes and sacrifice foods that you love to improve your health. When it comes to isogenics, skipping out on the company might just save you time, energy and money. And look, if you take isogenics and you found that it works for you, that I'm honestly very, very happy for you. The purpose of this podcast was to help to show the other side that I have witnessed and be able to provide a balanced approach and give people the other side of the coin so that they could then make an informed decision. I asked Erin, who's now a dietitian, what she tells her patients when they ask her whether they should try isogenics. I would always just say, you know, instead of just doing something that's worked for other people, you're probably better off to see a nutrition professional and find something that works for you. So Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to fit a program. A program should have to fit you because that's what tailored nutrition is as opposed to just doing something that worked for somebody else because everybody's a little bit different and, you know, if and if someone is on it and they're not doing well on it, that's not your fault. That's the thing. I think that really needs to be hammered home to people that, if, if the program's not working for them, it's not because it's their problem. It's because the program doesn't work for them. And, you know, I think it does work for some people, but that's like anything, you know, all fad diets work mm. for some people. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Otherwise so, they wouldn't become a thing, would they? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. You know, the keto diet works for some people. And so I always say to people, it's really important to find what works for you, not have you work for it. And I think that is a great piece of advice. Thank you, Erin. Okay, so let's recap because we've gone through a load of information there. Isogenics is not superior to any other protein shake or meal replacements on the market. Their cleanse system promotes not eating real food for up to three days. This is frightening. And if you have any history of eating disorders, I would avoid isogenics completely. We've heard real-life stories about the promises isogenics gives and the bumpy ride, turbulence and heartache that people have experienced along the way. 
Please remember it is an MLM scheme. You'll likely not make any money and in fact lose money. Remember this when a friend reaches out to you on Facebook Messenger with a great way to make money and lose weight at the same time. Be critical and be cautious. With the list of good and bad foods on the isogenic system, diet mentality and the notion that your body is something that needs to be fixed, well, this system has the potential to do damage to your relationship with food and your body image. And life's way too short to have to sit at a dinner party with your family and friends sipping on your cleanse shake, wishing to be skinnier. A big thank you to Marlin for all her hard work in, in, in the administration, research and production of this episode. Without this help, the episode could not have gone ahead. A big thank you also to Alana, Harriet and Erin for sharing their stories with us today. And a big thank you to you for tuning in and continuing to share the podcast with your friends and your family and across social media. It really does make me truly happy and I do feel very honoured to be able to share all the thoughts that go through my head via a podcast that you guys actually listen to. So thank you. If you could subscribe or leave a review, I would be really grateful. Thank you for your time and I will see you very, very soon. Bye. If this episode has raised any issues for you, please contact your local GP who can refer you to a psychologist or put you in touch with a dietitian in your local area. Alternatively, you can look up the Butterfly Foundation online.